Hey everybody, this is the Drive On Podcast, where we talk about issues affecting veterans after they get out of the military. I'm your host, Scott Deluzio, and now, let's get on with the show. Think back to basic training when you might have learned your uh, combat life-saving skills. Or maybe you learn this later on in your military career. I don't really know when everyone is first introduced to it in the military, or even if all MOSs are taught the same type of life-saving skills. As an infantryman, I know we had our first exposure to this type of medical training while we were in basic training. Uh, We learned basic medical skills, like how to use a tourniquet to stop bleeding, um, how to perform CPR and other life-saving skills that you might need on the battlefield. When we deployed to Afghanistan, each soldier was issued their own first aid kit with bandages and tourniquets, nasopharyngeal airway tubes, and other things like that. This basically guaranteed that no soldier would have to wait for a medic to arrive in order for treatment to begin. Your buddy who might be next to you if you got injured could start treatment right away because they had the same training that you had. Even if you were for some reason isolated and you were separated from from anybody else in your your unit, you could perform some of these basic treatment uh, things on your own. You can can put your own tourniquet on or, or something along those lines. So we had the training, we had the equipment to treat some of the more common injuries that a soldier would face on the battlefield. Anything from collapsed lungs or severed limbs or arteries could be treated uh, relatively quickly. And I don't have the statistics on this, but I, these basic medical steps, I'm sure, have saved numerous soldiers' lives uh, throughout the various wars that uh, they've been applied to. So we have the training and we have the equipment to deal with these injuries. But from day one of this training, we we're taught that security comes first. And think about it. If a soldier is shot out in the open, do you really want to run out and drag him back to safely? Of, of course you want to get your buddy out of harm's way. But it could be a death sentence for you if you do it without securing the area first. You're not going to be able to outrun the bullet that the sniper or the machine gunner who just shot your buddy uh, is going to be shooting at you in in your direction if you try to run out to to help them. So security has to be a priority. You're going to need to lay down some some fire in the the direction of the threat, call in an airstrike, uh, or if they're close enough, toss some grenades in their direction, uh, something along those lines. Meanwhile, your friend's going to be... still laying there bleeding. And it's not an easy thing to do, to watch your your buddy just lay there suffering uh, while you're, you know, shooting back at the bad guys who who are shooting at you or towards, again, still towards your buddy. But you have to secure the area first. And you have to do it quickly because your buddy doesn't have all day to lay there with a gunshot wound or whatever the other injuries might be uh, that they have. Gosh, this sounds cold, doesn't it? Just leave your buddy lying there while you worry about protecting yourself. But it's not the only time we do things like this. Think about the last time you were in an airplane. Before takeoff, the flight attendant tells you that in the event of a decrease or a drop in the cabin pressure, oxygen masks will be deployed from the ceiling. 
They tell you to put your mask on first before helping others, but why? When the cabin pressure drops suddenly, without a stable source of oxygen, you'll probably pass out pretty quickly. Now let's say you're helping a child who's scared and starts to fight you uh, when you're trying to put on their mask. They, they keep ripping it off or they, they keep pushing your hands away as, as you're trying to help them put that mask on. And you struggle for a bit. And then boom, you pass out. Now, not only don't you have your oxygen mask on, that child doesn't either. And forget about it if you're traveling with more than one kid. Now you have several kids plus yourself who now are not able to uh, have their oxygen masks on. So they tell you to put your mask on first. And that way you know you're safe and then you can help out that child. Even if they do happen to pass out because you took too long to put your own mask on or, or something like that, um, and, and their mask didn't end up getting put on uh, quickly enough, you're still conscious enough to help them. You still can get that mask on them, and then hopefully, you know, they, they start breathing and regain consciousness through um, through that mask. I don't know exactly how all of that works and, and, and everything, but that's kind of the idea. In, in other words, if you don't help yourself first, you're going to become useless to this child. If you pass out before you can help that child, you're not going to be a whole heck of a lot of help to them. So in this situation, it makes sense to help yourself first. In combat, you're not going to be much help to your injured buddy until all the threats have been eliminated. So you help yourself first by eliminating that threat. But it also helps your buddy because you're still around to help them once that threat is gone. And plus that threat isn't still attacking them in the meantime. You're, you're drawing the fire away from them. And so you're ultimately you're helping them by eliminating that threat. It doesn't sound so cold anymore once you think about it this way. And we're asked to help people all the time, aren't we? This is especially true like around Christmas time. There's always people collecting money for one cause or another. Uh, the Salvation Army, uh, you might see them outside of grocery stores with their bells and the red, big red buckets. Uh, we might get asked by neighbors to help with something around the house or around the neighborhood. Maybe our boss asks us to come in on our day off over and over again. By themselves, helping in any of these situations is not a bad thing. Donating time or money to a worthy cause is always a good thing. I can't really think of a reason why it would be a bad thing. Helping out a neighbor is also not a bad thing. Assuming you have the skills and the ability to help them with whatever they're asking you for, and you don't cause a bigger problem because you're not qualified or you don't know really what you're doing to, to fix something or, or whatever, helping out that neighbor isn't going to be a bad thing. And working a little extra at your job uh, to show your boss uh, that you're committed to the company may even help you get promoted faster or get you a raise in addition to you know maybe overtime pay that you might be getting uh, for coming in on your day off. Right? Just like helping your buddy on the battlefield or a kid on the airplane, none of these are bad things by themselves. But you have to take a step back and see if that by helping, you're putting yourself in an unnecessary disadvantage or an unnecessary bad situation. For example, you could 
drop a few bucks in the Salvation Army bucket at Christmas time. And usually it's not going to be a big deal financially, you know, a few dollars here and there. But what if you're struggling to pay your own bills? You know, maybe there's someone in your family that had an accident and the medical bills are piling up. Or maybe you got laid off from your job and, uh, you know, you, just trying to keep the lights on is, is becoming a struggle. Now those few bucks are not really doing as much good in the Salvation Army bucket as they would be going towards your own family's medical bills or electric bill or, or something along those lines. Some other essentials that your family needs. You might think, oh, it's just a few dollars and that's not going to pay all of my medical bills anyway, so you might as well just help. Just put a couple bucks in. But paying off those bills makes sure that you and your family stay out of debt and you stay out of collections. And it makes sure that you have more money next year or the year after, whenever your situation turns around, to be able to help out those, those charities. So in this case, take care of you first. Help yourself first. Help pay those medical bills before you drop money in the bucket. Make sure your electric bill gets paid. Make sure your water bill is, is paid on time. Make sure you do these things so that way you can, you know, take a shower uh, and, and get to your, your job interview if you're, if you're looking for work uh, or, or whatever. Make sure you get to that looking presentable and professional so that way you can get that job. And then next year, you'll actually have earned some money that maybe you can drop in the bucket at that point. Now, I don't mean take care of yourself first or help yourself first by going out and buying a new iPhone or whatever, you know, some other gadget first. I'm talking about taking care of your, your needs first, not your wants necessarily. Maybe a neighbor's asking you to come over on the weekend to help fix a leaky sink or something around the house, some home repair project. And if you have the ability to, to help out in that way, go for it. That, that's a great thing to do. Just like don, donating money to that charity isn't a bad thing to help out there. But make sure that you don't have your, your own home repairs that you'll be neglecting in the, in the meantime. Think about you're over at your neighbor's house and you're, you're helping them with a, a little leaky faucet or something. And then you end up getting a call from your wife when you're over there fixing this uh, leaky faucet and and your wife tells you that the sink that you were supposed to fix in your own house has now started a major leak and it's now flooding the kitchen, right? You didn't take care of yourself first. Now, now you're in a position where you can't help your, your neighbor. You have to stop the project that your neighbor was hoping that you'd be able to help with. And you have to run back to your house and try to figure out how to stop the, the leak from taking over your, your whole kitchen or something, you know, in your house. So you're not any help to your neighbor at that point. You now have to fix this bigger problem in your own house. Now, again, I'm not talking about taking care of yourself or helping yourself first by doing the, the, the things that you want to do around your house before you go and help your neighbor. Maybe you want to sit around on a Saturday and, and watch a game or, or something and, um, you don't really feel like going over to help your buddy or your neighbor, sorry, to because you're you're watching the game and you'd much rather kick your feet back and relax and enjoy the game. 
but your but your neighbor still needs help to fix this thing and you're capable of doing it so it's it would be a nice thing a neighborly thing to go out and and help them with that uh, situation that they're in now what about your boss asking you to come into work on your day off i mean if you have nothing going on that day maybe it won't hurt to come in and take a, a few hours of overtime buys you some goodwill with the boss and if you help them out now they'll probably be more inclined to help you out when you need a day off down the road or when you need help with some other situation at work uh, down the road. You'll start to become known as that person that they could depend on when they're in a tight spot, when they, they need help with something. But what if you've already promised your kids or your wife that you'd spend the day with them? You sort of have to weigh the goodwill that you're going to gain with your boss with the opportunity to build a relationship with your kids or uh, to you know get out with your wife uh, you know for the first time and you know however long it's been since you've, you've gone out just the two of you or maybe you haven't had a day off in months and you're starting to feel yourself get to that point where you're feeling the, the burnout and you know that you need to take that day off and if you don't eventually you're you're probably gonna get a little bit sloppy at work Maybe that's going to result in an injury or poor performance on your part. It could get you or someone else hurt. It could cause you to lose your job or, you know, get demoted or something like that because you're not performing up to par. Again, you have to help yourself before you can help anyone else. And that includes your boss or at, at work. Your, it includes your job. None of these scenarios are, are cut and dry, unfortunately. There, there's no uh, hard and fast rule as to, yes, you should help in this situation. No, you should not help in that situation. There may be circumstances where you come out from behind cover to help your buddy on the battlefield. Even if the threat hasn't been 100% eliminated. Maybe it makes sense in, that, in a certain circumstance uh, to do that. Maybe a friend is in a desperate financial situation and while you might be a little tight on cash at the moment, you can still uh, afford to help out with a little bit of money. You know, so there's, there's no black and white to this uh, situation. But you have to use the mindset of how can I help other people by helping myself first? When my wife and I had our kids, we used to sleep in shifts. So if the baby uh, woke up during the, the first half of the night, it would be my wife's job to get up and feed or change the baby or, or whatever the baby needed. Uh, it was her job to, to figure it out and take care of that. And during that time, I would sleep. And during the second half of the night, it would be my job to help out. And she would sleep at that point. Now, if either one of us stayed up all night with the baby, we wouldn't be much use to the baby during the day or even the next night or any day or night afterwards if that trend continued. It was important to us that we, we helped ourselves as, as much as we helped our own child. And put it another way, we had to help ourselves so that we can help our children. 
Now, it's important to remember that we need to have the ability to help ourselves before we can help anyone else. If we can help with the resources available to us or in the situation that has been presented to us, in most cases, we should help. If we need to take care of our own situation first before we can be in a position to help others, we should help others by helping ourselves first. And in that way, we'll be able to help them, we'll be able to be in a better position to help them down the road once when our own situation has been taken care of. Thanks for listening to the Drive On Podcast. If you want to check out more episodes or learn more about the show, you can visit our website, driveonpodcast.com, or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Drive On Podcast. 